I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. This week's topic, I had, I had to do it. I'm a vegan. If you're new to the show, I don't eat meat. I haven't had any animal products in about 30, 33, 34 years. And the big question that I get every single day and my assistant Garrett gets every single day and every other person who doesn't eat meat is, where do you get your protein from? And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to dedicate a whole show to animal protein versus plant protein so that you can find out where strange people like me actually get our protein, uh, why we're not emaciated, why we're not dragging around uh, you know, on the floor because we have no strength whatsoever, no muscles. And this is what's cool. One of the things that motivated this show is that the trend now in professional athletes, bodybuilders, uh, sports figures is to go to a plant-based diet because they're realizing when they do a plant-based diet, their performance almost always skyrockets. And they get very excited about that. They say, wait a minute, if I can perform better eating this diet versus that diet, why wouldn't I eat this diet? So we're gonna talk about that today, the benefits of both. There are some benefits to animal versus plant and plant versus animal. The downside, and then we're gonna answer that big question, how do you get enough protein if you don't eat meat? So for a number of reasons, plant-based diets have become increasingly popular uh, all around the world. Now, whether it's for ethical reasons, for health-conscious reasons, uh, people are just increasingly hungry for high-quality plant-based protein. Everyone's getting excited. And in fact, uh, you'll see it everywhere you go, restaurants. I've, I've never been to a restaurant. I was in Europe a, a week or so ago. And even the restaurants in Europe have plant-based choices. Now, sometimes it's by accident. We call it accidentally vegan. Uh, because it just is something that doesn't have animal proteins, like hummus, for example. Okay, uh, I was in Greece and they had hummus. Now that's, of course, accidentally vegan. It's not meant to be vegan. But you're seeing a lot of uh, choices. I was in Italy and I saw everywhere gluten-free options. So even the Italians and their pastas and their breads are catching on that there are better choices out there. So quality protein foods are essential for a healthy and balanced diet. And it's a common misunderstanding that people following a plant-based diet are unable to consume enough protein. Now, in fact, a recent study published in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, they studied over 200,000 people over a 25-year span. That's a big study. Higher intake, this is the result, the higher intake of a plant-based diet index rich in healthier plant foods is associated with substantially lower coronary heart disease risk. Now, we've known this from many other studies Here's another study. No study that I know of has ever come out that said the more animal products you eat, the better it is for your heart. Never have I seen that study. So if you're a vegan or a vegetarian, you're looking to bump up your protein intake, or you're just curious about how to eat sufficient levels of protein on a mostly meat-free vegan diet, I'm going to separate fact from myth, and I'm going to share with you some of the best plant-based protein foods on the planet. Now, plant-based uh, protein versus protein from other foods, uh, everyone you encounter has an opinion on this, right? I mean, when people find out I'm a vegan, you're a vegan, where do you get your protein? Oh my gosh, I could never do that. I, I should just hand out cards because I'm going to get the same question. Where do you get your protein? Where do you get your calcium? I could never do that. 
Um, that's amazing that you do that. I don't know why. Boy, don't you miss meatball sandwiches. It's the same, I don't want to say stupid responses, but it's the same trite responses I get all the time. I don't care what you eat. As long as you don't care what I eat. I remember years ago, somebody set me up on a blind date. And we went on a blind date, and the woman was a veterinarian. And we didn't hit it off. There was no chemistry there. So afterwards, she, tur- turned, she told the person that set us up, she goes, I could never go out with him. He doesn't eat chicken wings. And my first thought was, you're a veterinarian. I don't eat your clients. You should be thrilled. And for, but I didn't care. I mean, really get along with this girl. But I thought, what a strange bias. I can't go out with you. He's a good guy. And he has a good job and he takes care of people. He loves his family, but you don't eat chicken wings. So that takes you off the list. Kind of silly. Now, certainly the case when it comes to plant-based diets and protein, because people have the same weird opinions. Now, from an ethically vegan uh, to the skeptically omnivorous, I can't tell you how many people ask me, where do you get your protein from when I tell them this, this situation? When it comes to science, what does science say about eating plant-based protein versus animal proteins? First, you need to understand why protein is so important to your diet. Protein is the building blocks of life. It's made up of something called amino acids, and our bodies use virtually every internal process we have, uh, we use proteins for, or amino acids. Because their genetic makeup is more similar uh, to ours than plants, animals provide protein that's easily digested by the human body. Now, I'm not going to promote animal protein. I want to give you both sides of the story. So when you eat fish and eggs and raw dairy and any other meat product, you're eating protein that your body totally knows how to process because it's like us. Plant-based protein, on the other hand, is a little less distinguishable from human uh, protein, uh, for the human body. Sources of protein from plants rarely contain what we call a complete protein profile. There was a book written a while ago, and it was called Diet for a Small Planet. And the author was a woman, her last name was Lap. And in Diet for a Small Planet, she had one sentence that changed everything. She said, you need to combine your proteins, if you're a vegan, to get a complete protein. She's wrong. And she came out later and said, I was wrong. At the time I thought I was right, I'm wrong. So you don't buy into this whole uh, animal protein is a complete protein. That's the only place you can get a complete protein from. So an amino acid profile, meaning that they contain all 20 necessary amino acids, including the nine, and for children, 10, essential amino acids. Does this mean that the protein in plants is worthless? Absolutely not. There are some complete protein plant foods, but it's not actually vital to eat only complete proteins. Let me get this into your head. You don't have to have all 20 amino acids in every meal. You simply need to adjust what you might be missing from one food with the next. Plant foods also have a huge number of other benefits. This is where the key comes in, which is why veggies should make up a large part of your diet. Now, not every diet works for every person. So pay attention to your own individual, uh, what I call biofeedback, to determine what's going to be best for your body. And it's important that you understand how to learn to live a healthy life. I'll give you an example. If I eat a lot of fatty foods, I gain weight. Now, if you read the research out there about you know, keto diets and you know, high-fat diets, low-carb diets, if you do this, you're going to lose weight. For some people, many people, the answer is yes. Not for people like me. If I eat a lot of avocados, I feel bloated. I feel fat. If I eat a lot of nuts, I feel bloated. I feel fat. Other people can get away with it. So you just have to figure out what's going to work best for you. Plant-based diet, I think, is the best for everyone. That's my opinion. Some people say, well, I can't do it. I have to eat meat. And I say, okay, give it a shot. Try it and see. And inevitably, when you do, you go, oh, I see what you're saying now. But so, so, so often, people just feel like they, they want to feel full. 
And it's okay to be hungry. Sierra, one of my people I work with on my shows, Sierra says, it's okay to be hungry. She goes, I got that from you. And now I understand hunger is not a bad thing. Now, starving, of course, is a bad thing. But getting a little hunger pang is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So I want you to understand you don't have to feel full and bloated. Just before this show, I was a guest on another show. And my, my friend and my uh, colleague, Eric Von Hessler, he was always eating bad, always made fun of me. You know, oh, you eat right, uh, just eat, eat, you know, eat, eat meatball sandwiches, drink beer, I don't care. Well, now suddenly he's starting to feel better. And I said, what brought on this change? He said, I turned 55, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I realized I'm not happy with this. So now he's walking, he's doing 10,000 steps a day, he's only eating meals, he's not eating between meals, he's eating more vegetables, more plants. He says, I, I hate to say it, but I do feel better. So why would you want to feel bad? You only have a, an average lifespan is about 26,960 days, give or take. Why would you want to feel bad for one of those days if you know that there's an answer to the problem? And the answer is just eat better, okay? So instead, what I do is I eat plenty of organic fruits and vegetables, uh, some nuts and seeds. Now, people interested in bodybuilding or building large amounts of muscle mass can still achieve their goals with the right planning and focus. Just go online and Google uh, plant-based athletes or vegan athletes, and you'll be amazed how many athletes are going to a plant-based or mostly plant-based diet, and they're huge. Football players, linemen, uh, wrestlers, bodybuilders. What a lot of bodybuilders come up with is when they say they go to a plant-based diet, they get more ripped. They see the muscles better, and they get excited. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Universe, he wrote it in, in his autobiography that the only animal protein he ate when he was competing toward the end, toward the end of his competition, as he's getting toward the competition, was tuna fish, and then he says, and that was probably even too much. So you don't need a lot of protein, body, folks. Your body only needs about 8 to 10% of your total caloric intake as protein. Anything beyond 8 to 10% of that is going to be wasted. And it puts stress on your kidneys and your liver. Now, I'll tell you another story. A friend of mine, morbidly obese for years, and uh, he had diabetes, overweight, digestive issues. He was a friend. He was a patient. He'd come in, him and his wife, we'd get him adjusted. And he kept saying, I gotta lose weight, I gotta lose weight. So high blood pressure, diabetes, overweight, wouldn't change his diet. We'd go out to dinner, he'd sometimes order two meals. Time passes, five, eight years later, he comes into my office. I don't recognize him. I hadn't seen him in this, all this time. He's kind of built like me and thinner. And if he didn't speak, I wouldn't have even known it was him. I said, what happened? He says, the doctor said, if you don't lose weight, you're gonna die. So they, they stapled his stomach, which I never agree with, and they got him on a high-protein diet. You got to eat a lot of protein. Got on a high-protein diet, has stomach stapled, lost the weight, blood pressure dropped, diabetes was gone, and now he comes to me and says, Joe, I'm in stage four kidney failure. What can I do? And the reason was he ate a high-protein diet, and anything beyond 8 to 10% is going to put stress on your liver and your kidneys. As a diabetic, he already had weak kidneys because diabetes can weaken your kidneys. And now he's in stage four kidney failure. What do I do? I said, you got to change your diet now. And so him and his wife and I sat down. We had a long talk. I hope he did it. I haven't seen him. Um, but I said, you got to start eating easily to digest plant-based proteins. And I, he said, what, what do I do? I said, salad every day, uh, some beans, Dr. Joe's super greens, Dr. Joe's essential source. Now, these are two supplements. They're on the website, drjoe.com. And it's the minimum amount of nutrients you need every single day. And the super greens, the essential source, I take them every day. I can't imagine a day going by that I don't take them. But the super greens, the essential source, everybody I feel should be on. And they're a great source of nutrients, but they're also a great source of easy to digest protein. 
Now, in the super greens, two of the ingredients are chlorella and spirulina. Now, if you've never heard of these things, they're algae. Now, algae, we, there's enough algae in the world right now that we could feed the world multiple times over. But getting somebody to eat algae is a little weird thing. But we, we dry it at a very low temperature. The chlorella and spirulina is an excellent source of omega-3 fatty acids. Now, most people do fish oil for omega-3 fatty acids. That's okay, but many times it's contaminated. Krill oil is a better choice. Krill is great. It's in a phospholipid form, but the best source of omega-3 is algae oil. So spirulina, let's talk about that a little bit. Spirulina, uh, it, it, looks a little, it looks a little bizarre, uh, but this plant-based protein is a powerhouse, has some unbelievable benefits. It can help detox heavy metals from the body. It can help people with immune problems, help the improvement of the immune system. It can work with cancer patients. Now, it's not a complete protein on its own. It doesn't have all 20 amino acids. Spirulina has a whopping 39 grams of protein in just one serving. That's why it's a delicious part of, of what I put in my morning every day. My super greens is my essential source. You can put it in a smoothie. You can mix it up with coconut milk, almond milk, uh, throw a frozen banana in there. But one of the reasons I created Super Greens and Essential Source is because of the spirulina. Now, the you may have to supplement with methionine and cysteine because that's missing from the spirulina. But all you have to do is have some nuts throughout the day. And you're going to get your methionine and cysteine. Then you get all 20 amino acids. Now, spirulina also includes the highest amount of glutamine found in plant food. Now, glutamine is an amino acid called conditionally essential. That's because your body is able to create it on its own but it's used in such large quantities that you also need to consume it through foods. That's why we use Dr. Joe's Super Greens every day. It's a great source of protein. It's easy to digest protein, doesn't put stress on the kidneys. And the studies are this. When you eat an animal-based pr uh, protein, it's gonna stress the kidneys. You can eat the exact same amount of protein from plant sources, it will not put stress on your kidneys. So if you have kidney failure, and I've been in practice, I've seen patients now for 35 years. Years ago, I, hard, I never saw kidney patients. Now I'm seeing them two, three a week. And a lot of it has to do, I believe, with these people going these crazy high-protein diets. It's just too much stress on the kidneys. And so now we have to get them to get the kidneys to heal. We get them on supplements. We have a supplement called Rena Food. It's not a Dr. Joe supplement. It's another supplement we use for kidneys. We get them on super greens, get them on essential source, get them on water. We adjust them. My team of doctors and I are chiropractors. And the nerves in the lower part of the mid-back that's the nerve supply to the kidneys. So whenever somebody has a problem with an organ, I always check the nerve supply to the organ. Now, it may not solve the problem, but it certainly helps the body heal when you have a pinched nerve going to your liver, your spleen, your kidneys, your gallbladder, your prostate. And so most people think chiropractic for back pain. We're really good at back pain. But I also want you to understand that if you unpinch a nerve to an organ, that's gonna help the organ work better too. So if you have these issues, you always want to get the spine checked. You want to get your digestive system checked. You want to get the quality of the food going in your body and good supplements. Another good source of protein, tempeh, plant protein. It's probably, uh, it's one of the world's best plant source proteins. Uh, it's a probiotic-rich bean fermented, and uh, it's fermented to eliminate a lot of the common problems that soy often pro causes. Now, if you're going to eat soy, fermented is the best. Tempeh, I like it because it's chewy. Uh, it has a nice flavor to it. You can replace it in foods if you want to replace meat with it. You're gonna get 11 grams of protein in a serving of this complete protein. Some people boil it, eat it with soy sauce or co coconut aminos, which is kind of like a soy sauce. And since it absorbs whatever flavor you put on it, it just will suck up whatever you put in there. If you're going to do any soy, I recommend organic only. 
because 92%, don't quote me on an exact number, of the soy in the United States is genetically modified. And years ago, I talked about when GMOs, genetically modified organisms, were coming out. Not a lot of people listened. Now it's everywhere. Non-GMO. I had somebody call me today. or send an email to me. And they want to talk to me about CBD oil. That's the new buzzword. CBD oil. And ours is not genetically modified. And I said, okay, good. Well, it shouldn't be. And then I asked her questions about her product, and I knew more about CBD oil than she did, and I thought, this isn't the person I want to talk to. But GMO is everywhere. It's in uh, uh, soybeans. It's in hemp oils coming out non-GMO. So when you see the word non-GMO, genetically modified organism, that's a good thing. So with tempeh or any type of soy, organic only. You can use it in almost any recipe. You can use it in chili, salads, uh, stews. Sometimes I'll just have some tempeh, and I need a quick snack. Everybody rush into your refrigerator, don't know what to eat. Open up the package. It's already, it's already cooked. You don't have to cook it. And you can put, I put mustard on it, fresh out of the refrigerator and eat it. So that's just a nice little way to get a quick snack in your body. So tempeh is another source of good protein. But remember this. I got to keep coming back to this. Your body only needs 8 to 10% of its total caloric intake as protein. A carrot is about 6%. So if you're eating a good variety of fruits and vegetables, some nuts and seeds, you're getting all the protein that you need. American Dietetic Association, all the groups that study nutrition will tell you, you can easily do extremely well on a plant-based diet. Just don't eat a mono diet. If you're eating nothing but salad, well, that may not be the best thing. You might want to add some nuts in there or something like that. Uh, but think about this. You're eating a cow. All 20 amino acids, it's great. It's a complete source of protein. Where does the cow get its protein from to produce the muscle, to produce the milk, to produce the leather? gets it from plants. So all you're doing when you're eating animal products is eating recycled protein. They had to eat the plant, and it's not very efficient. You can, was it 18 pounds of grain to produce one pound of beef? I'm somewhere around those numbers, where you can just eat one pound of grain. So we're really wasting so much time and money and food and energy and resources feeding animals to feed you. We can feed you directly, get much better bang for our buck. So other sources of, of protein, so everybody's worried, where do I get my protein? Once again, if you're eating a good variety of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, you don't have to worry. I'm giving you other sources because everybody gets freaked out. Nutritional yeast. Now, don't let this name fool you. Yeast isn't the same stuff that we bake with bread. Nutritional yeast contains about 9 grams of protein per serving. However, unlike any other plant food, it usually includes fortified B12. As a vegan, the only nutrients I have to worry about that I, take, that I have to supplement for are B12 and omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, again, omega-3 fatty acids, usually fish or krill. On my website, drjoe.com, we have an algae omega-3. So you get the chlorella and spirulina in the essential source, in the super greens, I'm sorry. We have sea vegetables in the essential source and the super greens, so you're gonna get it there. And then uh, we have an extra, I take an extra omega-3 fatty acid. So the only supplements I have to take, I feel as a vegan, that would benefit are gonna be omega-3s and B12s. I take the uh, chlorella and the spirulina as the source, the algae oil omega-3, because it's the purest form. Because fish oil, you run the risk of contamination. Krill oil, better, but it's still an animal product. The algae oil is the purest form, and th this is the thing. Krill and fish don't produce omega-3 fatty acids. They get it from eating smaller fish who eat the krill, who eat the algae. So once again, going down the food chain is going to be a much better choice for you. Cutting out the meat and eating what the animals eat directly is better for you. Cutting out the fish oils and going directly what the fish eat for the omega-3s is going to be better for you. 
So Nutritional Yeast is an amazing product. I use it at least once a day. It has a great flavor. Uh, you, can, uh, you, you should treat your nutritional yeast like a condiment, uh, an ingredient in cheesy dishes. Uh, you can put it in a shake if you want to. I, put it on, I have a salad at least once a day. I put it on my salad. You can put it on popcorn. Uh, I just love nutritional yeast. In fact, I was out of town for a week. I didn't have any nutritional yeast with me. I kept thinking, man, I really miss, miss my nutritional yeast. Loaded with B vitamins too, so it gives you lots of energy. Pumpkin seeds. A couple of pumpkin seeds contain 12 grams of protein. Another complete protein source. Pumpkin seeds are high in healthy fats. Magnesium, lysine, zinc. Now, lysine and zinc are often eliminated in a plant-based diet, so it's great. However, word of caution. If you're counting calories, and I don't recommend you have to if you're eating a good diet, you should know that a cup of pumpkin seeds contains 264 calories. So I know if I eat a lot of nuts, I'm going to start to put on weight. I eat nuts on a daily basis, nuts and seeds, but I, I, I limit them because I don't want to put on weight. I put on weight pretty easily. Hemp seeds. Hemp seeds have 9 grams of protein per serving. They're also complete in their amino acid profile. Again, all 20. They contain gamma, uh, GLA it's called, which is probably one of the reasons we have, they have so many health benefits, like reducing inflammation. They help people with multiple sclerosis. It's a great source of good fats. Now, some people, and this is, I, I get this argument too, so let me clear it up before you send me letters and you argue with me. Omega-3 fatty acids, you can get them from hemp seeds. You can get them from chia seeds. However, it's the, the omega-3 fatty acid is in an ALA form. ALA has to be converted in the human body to DHA and EPA. That's, where, that's the form that we use it in. The algae oil has the DHA and EPA. So it's a good choice. So if you're eating out, if you're eating hemp, you're eating uh, chia seeds, that's good. I like to give that little boost with the omega-3s, with the algae oil. Amaranth, if you don't know what that is, it's a gluten-free, what we call an ancient grain. It was cultivated first by the Aztecs. Amaranth uh, grains are an excellent source of nutrition. Amaranth is a complete protein. Nine grams of, nine grams of protein per serving. 100% of your daily recommend, recommend, uh, recommended dosage of uh, manganese intake. So amaranth is another grain you might want to consider throwing into your diet. Quinoa. Another one of those incredible ancient grains, although it's technically not a grain, it's called a pseudo-cereal. Uh, it's really a seed that you use similar to barley, or you can use it as rice, you can use it as a, a pilaf. Eight grams of protein per serving, complete inclusion of, of amino acids, relatively easy access. Uh, quinoa is one of my favorite plant-based foods to eat. It has a nice nutty flavor to it. And in fact, they have a problem now. Quinoa has become so popular that in Peru, where it re really started from, the Peruvians don't have a lot of it left because they're shipping it all around the world because it's become so popular. Nice substitute for rice. Black beans, although uh, black beans are short of just one amino acid, uh, it's called complete because they still offer an awesome source of protein, about 15 grams of protein per serving. They also contain a large amount of lysine and leucine. These are two of the amino acids that are rarely found in plant-based diets. Leucine is the, pri is a primary, uh, is the primary of a three-branch chain amino acid, and these help build muscle which is extremely significant for weight loss and metabolism. So if you're eating black beans, that could be part of a weight loss program, which is kind of nice. Green peas, apparently your mom was right. She said, eat your peas, it's important. Green peas, nine grams of protein per serving. Significant amounts of leucine, lysine, glutamine. There you go. It's also one of those high fiber foods that can decrease the risk of obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. What I do with green peas is this. It's one of my go-to foods when I'm in a rush. Frozen bags of organic green peas. Take it out, boil it, takes a few minutes. I add extra virgin olive oil, salt, pepper, oregano, which is good for the immune system, and nutritional yeast. So I make kind of like a pea casserole. Total prep time, two minutes. Okay, if you have all the ingredients there. So green peas are great. It's one of my go-to foods. 
Uh, I eat, I have a salad every day, and I bring these weird foods into the office. And when staff members are new, they'll look at me and say, what are you doing? Why are you eating that? I said, because it's good for me. It's extremely inexpensive. It's, I have great energy when I do it. It keeps my mind clear. There's no downside to eating a plant-based diet, folks, except one. If you like meatball sandwiches, you, well, that's not even true. You can even get vegan meatball sandwiches now. It's processed uh, vegan meats, and I'm not a big fan of those. But every now and then, I'll wander down that path and have one. Uh, folks, I'm going to have to go to a break. When we come back, I'm going to list a lot more sources of, of plant-based proteins. I'm going to convince you, I promise, you're going to get more than enough protein for a plant-based diet and all the other benefits that go with it. Now, nutrition is important, but you have to have a normally functioning nervous system. So if you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, that's a sign you have pinched nerves. So if you're eating a great diet and your nervous system isn't working, you're not going to get all the benefits. So if you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired, if you have neck pain and back pain and shoulder pain, digestive issues, acid reflux, I want you to go to my website right now, drjoe.com, make an appointment to come see us. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We want to help get you well and keep you well. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20.